The Big News Coming Soon podcast is proudly sponsored by BRB Homes. BRB Homes is Ireland's number one award-winning manufacturer of factory-built homes. We take your home from start to finish. Our homes are A-rated and meet planning regulations. We build to your requirements and your budget. The cost includes your home being turnkey and our chartered engineer's fees. Please get in touch for reviewing of our show homes a brochure or for more information let brb homes take the stress out of your build check out brbhomes.ie hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Big News Coming Soon with Alan Clark and Kieran O'Malley. How's everyone? Our podcast is brought to you thanks to our good friends at Ireland West Airport, now flying to 19 destinations across the UK and Europe, including Tenerife, Malaga, Fatima, Edinburgh, Cologne, Barcelona, Alicante, and many, many more great destinations. Log on to irelandwestairport.com forward slash destinations. I want to start this week's podcast talking about your 10k shimmy. So it's a big deal, Kieran. How long are you on Instagram? Um, I'm not sure exactly. I, like I remember, you know, growing up in the '80s in Bunny Con and dreaming of someday getting 10k. It's you know, it's 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 been a huge goal of mine for a very very long time, and I can't believe. And many thanks to yourself for <laughs> helping me get there. Uh, yeah, finally did it. I have to say, right. So when people reach 10k or 20k or 30k, it's a given that you do some sort of shimmy. So you might get your 10k balloons, or you might do a little victory dance, or you might do something just to acknowledge. Everyone that took the time to go and like your page and follow you and engage with you on a daily basis. Now, there's working hard and there's working smart. And that's my philosophy in life. So two years ago, I was uh, in one of our bars, Hyde Bar, it just hit 10,000. And I was like, someday this will be me. So I took a quick photo two years ago in Hyde Bar with the 10K balloons. And I decided to, as some of the works in digital marketing, to put this up in a aesthetically pleasing, yet un- inoffensive way. Because, like, nobody wants to see me dance. I've told you about this many times before. I'm not a good Two dancer. years ago, Hyde Bar hit 10K. Yeah. 
So rather than buy two balloons for maybe less than 20 euro, you said, I'm going to take a photo and I'm going to store it. And this will save me buying two balloons in two years time. Exactly. And you, you, t- you said I was tight. Oh, my God. That makes sense. That's the tightest story I've ever heard. <laughs> Seriously. You saved a photo for two years instead of buying balloons. Oh, my God. All right, go on. Tell us the rest of the story. Then you put the photo into an app. Yeah. That made you sing. Yes. And you didn't even have to sing. Well, nobody <laughs> wants to hear me singing either. So, listen. And, we, uh, you know. It's you, my man, long to I feel good. Yeah. James Brown. Yeah. And I did. I felt great. And thanks to everyone. <laughs> I was all day waiting for this shimmy. And then you put it up. And I couldn't even get mad because it was very smart. I was going to get a little balloon and write 10K on it and, like, let it blow away but um, oh no because some of us work for a living Alan uh, so I was busy that day <laughs> I thought you were going to say people would be on to you for letting the balloon flow, <laughs> blow away oh well congratulations thanks a million great day for the parish uh, first person at Bunny Conlon to hit 10k this week and uh, yeah not delighted have you had many sponsorship requests for fake tan this week I've had tan companies for years get on to me I had man tan many years ago is that still a thing it was a it was a brand at the time. They sent it to me when I was in the bank. I used they're, to get sent stuff a lot. They're not around anymore. No, because men don't tan. Thank you. <laughs> How did that work out for them? <laughs> but they had another tan, and it was lovely. Um, yeah, I've got sent like Catwalk HQ, the one I had in my stories the last night. But um, I was actually going to get on to a tan supplier and try and sort you out. Because look, let's be honest, we've had a phenomenal reaction. Like the the most like the matchmaker story got a lot of talk, but mm-hmm. the. Ta- Fake tan, I've been getting people talking to me about it all week. A lot of people are, are putting a bit of pressure on me to, to get a spray tan and I'm not going to do it, number one. And I'm not looking for attention, you know. I'm not saying, oh, I'm not doing it in the hope that it creates a bit of, you know, a bit of crack. I'm just not doing it. No way. And secondly, a lot of people contacted me agreeing with you during the week that when they're at GEA games, there's a lot of brown legs. And there's, oh, there's a lot a of fact. fake tan and, and tan and beds and all that going on. It's a it's a dark underworld of male <laughs> tanning. But what's wrong in having pride in your appearance? If you're getting your pins out there for the whole parish, you want them looking good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, so I think it's a great thing. But actually, yeah, so on that, I was going to get in touch with Suzanne Jackson, so sue me, who yeah. has the fabulous dripping gold. And then it turns out I found out she was she had unfollowed me. Oh, when you said she has fabulous dripping gold, I was going to say you've already been paid here. Where Where's this going? No, no, she has. It'd be one of the most popular ones. She unfollowed you? Yeah. What's that about? I don't know. Maybe she's not big into Mayo Masters soccer. Thought, did you not tell me a few podcasts ago that you were best buddies and you used to be posing for photos with her as the Galway player? I never said we were best buddies, but I would we have used met to, her. We used to pose at gigs together for photos. I've met her a few times, yeah. We had a book out at the same time. We had the same publisher and stuff like that. And would you have interacted on Instagram? Like, great oh. to meet you last night or blah, oh, blah, blah. Years and years ago, yeah. Now, like, you know, you'd meet her at an event and you'd be chatting and stuff, but... Um, yeah, and how, and you just went in last night into your into your into Instagram. I was going to send her a message, going, "Listen, does this guy? He'd be a brilliant brand ambassador for you." <laughs> no. And uh, going to send a picture, and uh, yeah, she's unfollowed, and she'd probably be one of my like most famous followers. So I was kind of upset at that, to be honest. Oh, who, who? Well, I'm sorry about that. You see, because you're what, 87.5% famous now. Who's your most famous follower? I'm 89% famous since oh, I am now the voiceover of Ireland West Airport on four regional radio stations. <laughs> Midwest Radio, Ocean FM, 
Shannonside FM and Callaway Bay FM. <laughs> like that's some going. You must be. You have to be getting close to ninety percent famous now. Yeah, I have to. I'd say I'm eighty nine and a half percent. You'd be Mayo famous at this stage, though. Over ninety percent Mayo famous. Yeah, I'm actually not. You know, would you be on a level with like footballers now? Would you? Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think my biggest following is in Dublin. Stop. Yeah. Why? Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've no idea why. But I've more followers in Dublin than I do in Mayo. That's really interesting. Yeah. So who is your most famous follower? My most famous follower, I think, is uh, Maura Higgins. Stop. From Love Island. Seriously? Yeah. Have you ever met her? Yeah. Yeah. How, why uh, is she following you? We go way back here. <laughs> I don't know if I should tell this story. Oh, you have to now. Will I? Yeah, so if you go into my Instagram, you'll see Maura Higgins is following me. So about, oh, I don't know, this is going back now, five or six years when, when nobody had ever heard of Maura Higgins. She's or you. <laughs> or me, for that matter, yeah. She used to work for um, Monster. She was yeah, a model yeah. for Monster. So I was driving to Galway one day and I noticed this car at the side of the road. I think it was a Nissan Micra. And she was standing at the side of it, scratching her head. And she was wearing all the Monster gear. So I, can I just tell you now, this leaves nothing to the imagination, this stuff. Uh, you know, you could see for a fact that she didn't have her phone on her, let's say. <laughs> right? And what a gentleman to pull up and save her. So she had a flat tyre And I offered to change her tyre for her Because nobody else was stopping But she didn't have the wheel brace in the boot For changing the tyre And I was driving a different model car And my wheel brace didn't fit So there was nothing we could do We couldn't change the thing And she had to be at this gig Or you didn't know how to change the tyre No I'm pretty good at changing tyres So she had to be at this gig So I said come on I'll bring you to the gig if you want Maura Higgins But yeah sure she was only Maura Higgins at this stage Okay, A girl from Longford that was going to a gig and I said, right, I'll bring you down to this. It was this drifting championships, you know. Okay. So I brought her to the gig anyway. And I said, look, during your gig, I'll go and I'll get a wheel brace and I'll shoot back out to Milltown and I'll change your wheel for you because I'm sound like that. Are you, and you've been chatting like... And oh, we were chatting on the way to the gig and I had told her where I was working. I was in radio at the time yeah. and I was starting out on Instagram. She was starting out on Instagram. Okay. This was just, yeah. I, I suppose, 2015, 2016. Okay, you've just been a nice probably, probably only had 500 followers each at the time. So during the gig, I rang a friend of mine that, that owns a garage in Galway and got a wheel brace and went out and changed the wheel for her and then went back to where she was doing the gig and left the keys. And I had offered to stay around to bring her back to the car after, but she said, no, one of her friends would do it. So I don't know, did I creep her out on the way or whatever? <laughs> so um, later that evening, then she just followed me on Instagram and sent me a DM and said, thanks a million for changing the wheel. And I appreciate it. Are you serious? No. no. <laughs> No, I, I completely made it up. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea why Maura Higgins is following me. Not a clue. But on a weekly basis, I get a message saying, did you know Maura Higgins is following you? <laughs> yeah. Regularly, people say to me, do you know Maura Higgins is following you? And I just say, yeah, yeah, I know. And I've no idea why. Haven't a clue. That is hilarious. Yeah. I wonder, did she watch your stories? Does she watch them? Yeah. I doubt it, No. But I really, like, I really admire her. Oh, she's unbelievable. Yeah. Fair play. Credit her, it's due. Honestly. And I, I watch her stories on a regular basis. Now, any of the makeup stuff, you kind of tap through really quickly. But, like, I oh, really yeah, admire sure. everything that she has achieved. And, you know, she's just a mighty bit of stuff. Isn't she? she? she takes ah, no, she's class. No. Takes no shit. No, no, she has from day one. And that girl is only going further and further. So who, would she be one of the most famous people you've ever met, so? I haven't met her. Oh, you f- <laughs> I meant that up. I, compl- <laughs> I had a full mental image in my head. In my head, are you there in Sheridan's and 
Men Melisandre. <laughs> <laughs> Change of the wheel of a micro. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I haven't a clue why she follows me, but I'm delighted she does. And I hope she doesn't unfollow me if she hears this now. <laughs> Sorry, Maura. Um, who's the most famous person I've ever met? Yeah. You tell me first. I'd have to think about it. Who's the most famous person you've ever met? It's, it's probably... It'd have to be Bill Murray, I suppose. Like, oh yes, he was in in Mayo and Galway doing a Sligo, yeah, TV doing, show. Yeah, so I'd say half the county has met him at this stage. But yeah, no, he's that was cool. He stayed in Mount Falcon in Balna. That's right. And Connacht then Hotel in Galway. He moved on to the Connacht Hotel. So did you have to wine and dine him? Yes, ah, he was good crack. Now he had a great bunch of lads at him as well. And that's uh, your job. You had to wine and dine Bill Murray for a for a day job. Yes. Wow, that's tough, tough gig. That's tough. That's why you've no lines in your forehead. <laughs> It's not from the Botox at all. It just have a handy gig. And what was he like? Oh, he was a gent. He was good crack now. Was he though? Yeah, he was. He was funny. All right. He was funny. And uh, so to play golf, it was an amazing day. Because he comes across kind of moody. He can be. Yeah, absolutely. At the start now, uh, he was a bit, I suppose people are up to him or whatever. But then he relaxed. And once he was playing the golf, because we were going out bringing him bottles of beer and different stuff. And there was him and his brothers and his sons. And, you know, there's about 12 of them, I think, going around. And it was an amazing day. He must have been playing well because he was in good form. And was he getting plagued everywhere he went for photos and stuff? Well, at the start, like, you know, a few people, but it was only them really that was there. Okay. So, and like he was, he, you know, he knows oh, the crack. I know what you mean. So once he was on the course, he was safe. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. even at the start, like he just, he posed, I got a brilliant photo of him lying on the wall and this gorgeous background and uh, scenery in the background and stuff like that. But he knew, you know, what he was there for. And ah, he was just a gent. I saw that. So describe that photo. He's lying on the wall at Galway Bay Golf Resort. You shared it last week for Groundhog Day. That's right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's Groundhog Day. So he's just lying on this stone wall and Galway Bay is in the background. Yes, and it was such a gorgeous day because like, the, the week had been miserable enough apparently for most of our rounds and then he came to go and we were just blessed. It's gorgeous at the best of times. But like he sat in the wall and it was, <laughs> it was actually funny because I, I don't know if you remember last year there was a photo of an old man in a pub Yes. With a clock. Yeah. And I saw that picture on Facebook one This day. was when you were only allowed to stay for 90 minutes in a pub. Yes. And this this photo went viral of a man with a pint and a little clock. Yes. So that was a photo that I saw on Facebook, shared on my Twitter, because I thought of my granddad and thought it was a really sad picture and whatever. Put the phone down, picked it up, a couple of thousand notifications. I was like, oh, Jesus. So that kind of blew up. That went all over the shop. But somebody replied to the Bill Murray picture going, Oh, taking advantage of old men again for taking photos. No of old men way. Again. Yeah, but Bill was posed <laughs> for that photo. <laughs> so yeah. And is there is there more to that story? So when that went viral, everyone thought this is a disgrace. This poor man, he just wants to have a pint and he has to leave in ninety minutes. Yeah. Was that the true story? No, he was going up to watch the news. <laughs> he had his clock there, so he'd see the six o'clock news and go home. But like, okay, yeah. So he was delighted. He thought it was hilarious. Yeah, and he got a few free pints out of it as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, because I... See, at the start, I was getting lovely messages. Yeah. And I uh, decided I was going to go and throw 50 euro behind the bar. Right. I just thought of my granddad, and he used to go up to the pub, and he'd have a glass of Guinness and a hot and a whiskey. Yeah. And I was like, imagine he was around today, all these restrictions, and the nine euro meal, and all this kind of stuff. It'd be so weird. So I was kind of emotional. Because that's the only outlet they have. That's the only interaction they had with people, is going into the pub for an hour or two chatting to whoever was in the bar at the time and then going home. Exactly. And that was taken away from them during the lockdown. See, that was it. And I just, you know, thought of him. And look, it was daft. It was, you know, I wasn't fully thinking or whatever. Probably, you know, shouldn't have shared it, maybe. But um, 
so I put money then loads of people were messaging me and then they were like no leave it now leave it you know donate to charity or whatever but like he got a great laugh out of it Fergus McGinn is the owner of that pub and he's the nicest man in the world and like he had taken the photo because he was chatting to him and then he went up to the house to explain this because we were on loads of different radio stations talking about it and your man got dressed up he had a suit on when Fergus was coming up to visit him it was just the loveliest oh, lovely. He, he, he you know he apparently took it extremely well thought it was very funny and stuff like that I remember on the Friday at work because there was people saying I did it to get attention and on the Friday at work my boss came in and she was saying great week everyone thanks for all your work Karen well done for making another pub go viral <laughs> a pub that you don't manage yeah exactly like they're like oh he's only doing this for attention if I was I'd have done it for my own pub like, <laughs> so in case you don't know by now it's Karen's job to market a certain amount of pubs in Galway and this other pub that's not yeah. on your list went viral <laughs> I don't know who's the biggest celebrity I've ever met, but I'd done a gig once. I used to be a DJ and I was working for this agency in Dublin at the time and we used to kind of manage Aslan and a few other big Irish bands. So we used to manage their gigs and book them in and stuff like that. But in the evening I used to go and DJ at weddings and events and I had moved up to Dublin for it. And I was sent to DJ at this gig. I think it was somewhere in around Phoenix Park. I haven't a clue where it was now in hindsight. I just needed my sat-nav to go everywhere in Dublin. But it was a polo charity event sounds like your cup of tea altogether Uh, well I had no clothes anyway that's the first thing I don't know what I was wearing at the time but I knew it wasn't appropriate (laughs) and Bono and your man from the Rolling Stones were at it Mick Jagger Mick Jagger stop they were at it yeah so you were DJing for Bono and Mick Jagger well not for them they were at this charity event and I was over in the corner playing Declan Early (laughs) (laughs) stop the world and let me up Uh, I can't remember what I was playing at the time did you play their songs? I can't remember, honestly. Oh. I don't remember much about it. I doubt it. I, d- I wouldn't be that Egypt now that'd be in there playing. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. Rocking out behind the decks and Bono looking at you going, what a two. <laughs> but I didn't get to meet them. They were, o- they were way over that end of the room yeah. and I was down this end of the room. And I'm sure there was probably people in the room that were more famous. I just didn't recognise them. But if I had to say, you know, I used to do music videos. So I would do music videos for like Stuart Moyles, Robert Mazel, Nathan Carter. And then once I got this phone call from a man called Seamus Moore. Did you ever hear Seamus Moore? A legend. So he has a song out, My Little Honda 50. Yeah. So it goes, My Little Honda 50, she's rapid and she's nifty. She'll do 150 (laughs) on a windy day, right? It's probably one of his biggest songs. But he rang me one day. Stormzy covered that, didn't he? I think 50 Cent had Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> so I'd be very well known for all my Mayo videos. So I would have uh, filmed a, lo- a lot of Mayo, done different videos of Down Patrick, Hegg, Co Patrick, and they all went viral on Facebook. And that's how I got such a big following at the start on Facebook was these Mayo videos going viral. So Seamus Moore brought out a song called The Mighty Man from Mayo. And he rang me one day and he said, I hear you, you star a- in it. <laughs> I hear you have a load of footage of Mayo and I'm bringing out a song called The Mighty Man from Mayo. And I'd w- I was wondering if you'd film it. So I don't know if this is interesting or boring, but I'll tell you the story anyway. I had just gone out on my own and I think this was around 2016 or 2017. I had left Aldi at the time and I started Alpha Media and I was flat out, but I was a busy fool. So within two weeks, I was in Dubai, Spain, Portugal, Norway and Ballantubber. <laughs> Right. All the exotic hotspots. So I went to Dubai filming a band called Rulia Bulia for St. Patrick's Day that uh, they had done a version of Maniac 2000. Okay. And it's actually really good, a really good, lively trad version. Then I had to go from Dubai to Spain 
to film I can't remember what was I doing in Spain oh I had to film Nathan Carter's music video called Skinny Dipping you won an award for that so did I didn't you I can't remember <laughs> something up in your house alright oh, right. I can't remember if I did or I didn't but I was basically in a pool myself and Nathan Carter in a pool and then I went from there over to Portugal I had to get a, like a six hour bus journey it was awful funny because Stuart Moyles was doing the same gigs Stuart Moyles was, was doing a gig for Nathan Carter in Spain and then he was going to cross to do a gig for Paul Claffey in Portugal Jesus. but I was also going to cross to do a gig for Paul Claffey I had to film the Michael English TV show okay. but obviously he was at a different level so they flew him from <laughs> <laughs> they flew him from Spain to Portugal but I had to get a bus <laughs> so I got a bus from Spain to Portugal it took about six hours but it, in the long run I got there quicker than him because by the time he went through airports oh. he had to go to Lisbon change flight in Lisbon and then come back down to Faro so I got there I think sooner than him so long story short I had to go to Portugal and then I had to go to Norway and then I had to do a, a promotional video for a travel company in Norway then I came back to Mayo and filmed the Seamus Moore music video. And all the flights were from Ireland West Airport. <laughs> and all the flights were from Ireland West Airport. But the, the reason I'm telling you this big long story is because I would say Seamus Moore got the biggest reaction <laughs> out of all the celebrities I've ever met or worked with. He'd be up there with Richie Kavanagh. Like we went, we filmed this in Marisk, right? So we went back to Marisk and we filmed in front of Staunton's pub in Lacanvey. And then we had to go up to a farm. So I rang a friend of mine that owned a farm and he had a Honda 50 at the time. We went up to the farm and then it started spreading like wildfire. Shame. Did you ever watch Father Ted when they find out Owen MacLove was going to be in town <laughs> and they're all going, there's like these Morse code and everyone's ringing, the whole village is ringing everyone. Well, suddenly within half an hour, the whole village was down at the pub. It just spread like wildfire. Seamus Moore, Seamus Moore is in the village. Seamus Moore is down at the pub. Seamus Moore is doing a music video. And then one of the scenes was down at Bertrand Beach and there was a load of people down there waiting for us because they knew we were going there for the next scene. So honestly, you know, I have worked with some big, massive names in the country and Seamus Moore <laughs> is definitely the biggest name I've worked with. Because I was going to say we should get Stuart Moyles to sing our theme tune. Get a theme tune. Like. <laughs> but Seamus Moore would be the man. Uh, he'd be very the good. The mighty men from Mayo. The mighty men from Mayo, yeah. yeah. May not be that mighty. Yeah. Come here, you're getting becoming a good man for uh, food photos. You had a nice old breakfast again this morning. <laughs> Do you go out... How do you find eating on your own? Because a lot of people are uncomfortable with that. Oh my God. It's only very lately. Like I'd say in the last, I don't know, probably last year, I just, I'd only become, like I'd never, ever, ever be able to go in and sit somewhere on my own. But there's a lovely place in Ballyhonas and I go in there for the breakfast. Um, and I don't mind going in on my own. Because there's two lovely girls working there and I knock a bit of crack out of them. And you know what? They knock good crack out of me too and they'd be slagging me for Instagram and stuff like that. <laughs> Excuse me. They'd be slagging me for Instagram and things like that. So I don't mind going in there too much, but I'd find it very hard to go in the door of a premises that I've never been in before. Okay. So if there's a pub there across the road that does nice food, I would I wouldn't go into it on my own for the first time. If I went in with you today, then I could probably go in on my own tomorrow. But no, I can't do it. I find it really hard to go in and eat on my own. Why do you ask? Oh no, I'm just wondering because like. I went on holidays on my own last year and it was probably the best thing I did all year. You did not? Yeah. I'd never be able to do that. Oh, now. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And That's I a big thing. It is an innocent. I suppose I've seen a few friends doing it more recently and thought, why not? So when you were on holidays on your own, you had to go and eat every night on your own? Yeah. Oh no, I wouldn't be able to do that now. No, it was grand. I actually, I honestly, it was the nicest week I had all year. It was just so relaxing. 
Were you not nervous about going out for dinner then that evening? Oh no, not see. I suppose the week I went, there was matches on every single night of the week. So I went down to a pub to be a match on the TV. You got chatting to the people beside you, talking about the game or food or something. And it was just you had a focal point. You were kind of looking at something. So, but like bought a few bits. I had an apartment and bought a few bits at the start of the week. There was a couple of nights I stayed in because those matches. I had all the matches on the TV. I'd love that now. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, no, I'd have gone out five of the nights for dinner and I loved it. Just your own pace. Um, oh, and I like, wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, everyone's just pure friendly. I think they're more used to it over there because I did the year before I went away for a couple of nights and everyone, and will there be someone joining you and is the other person coming? And then they take away all the cutlery yeah. and leave you then on your own <laughs> like, oh no. They're like, Fair play to you, honestly, I admire you. I admire you for doing that because I wouldn't be able to do it. Well, no, it's taken me a long time and I really regret. Sure, I didn't go away on holidays for like 15 years on a sun holiday. I am dying for a sun holiday yeah, it was this the year. Best thing. Yeah. If only we knew someone that could send us on a nice sun holiday. If only we had an airport that could send us somewhere to relax for a week instead of sending us to Milan to work <laughs> <laughs> for a few days. No, I really admire you. And would you do it again? A hundred percent. No, my girlfriend wouldn't let me. But I know. <laughs> I honestly, I just, I, I listened to so many uh, like mindfulness books and stuff like that. It was just. I'm thinking of. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm thinking of. I w- if I was in Lanzarote or Tenerife, and you're walking down the strip, and there's so many lovely restaurants on the right, and then there's people standing outside with menus, and they're saying, "You having some tea tonight?" And if you're on your own, they're probably not. They're probably thinking that fella's not going to eat on his own, do they? They don't approach oh, no, they as were, much. They absolutely were there. Oh, were they? And then I got chatting to the staff that were coming over. There was one night where I had a cocktail and I got a whiskey sour is my favourite cocktail. So I got it and they came down and said, what do you think of it? And I was like, it's decent. Like you're just missing um, Angostura bitters. And they were like, what's that? And I was telling them and then the manager came out and he goes, you're so right and we don't do them properly here. And he goes, the best cocktails on this island. He goes, I'm going to ring the hotel. So he rang the hotel, said, this guy's coming up, really knows his cocktails. So then I went up to this really fancy hotel. Brilliant. And they're like, you're the guy with the cocktails. And I says, <laughs> uh. And they made me this unbelievable cocktail. And that's on us. And it, was, it was just lovely. Yeah. I don't know. But you can go at your own pace and stuff. Obviously, it's lovely to go away with people as well. But it was just, I had such a relaxing break. And just Good. came back feeling a million dollars. Yeah. And did you do any dating out there? No, I didn't. No. No. I, I, I want to clear something up because we've done an awful lot of talking about dating over the last few weeks on this. Uh, it's just the way it's gone. When yeah. we went into this podcast, we had no plan what we were going to talk about. And the reason we were doing it is just another outlet, really, because I don't know about you, but I get a lot of negative DMs lately and things like that. And we can talk about that again. But it's just lovely to be able to come in and have a chat. But and it has we've covered a lot of dating. Can I just ask how many dates have you been on? How many first dates that have gone nowhere? The majority of them. Yeah, no, that you're you're right because I, I was actually thinking of this when I was driving down earlier. It does sound and like what's a lot of dates as well? Because like you know I've been single for most of my adulthood and I'm forty now. Yeah. So even I was just thinking in my own head, like say I've probably been single for fifteen years. So if you were on average five dates a year, and it wouldn't even be that. That's seventy five dates. Right. Which is a f- astronomical figure out of context. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have been on that. I, I doubt I'd have been. Well, say for instance, if you were on 60 dates, how many of the 60 were, ne- were didn't didn't go anywhere? Like how many of them were just like a coffee and a walk and it was just like... No. Oh, the vast majority. Really? Yeah, yeah. Three quarters or uh, probably 80%. Really? Yeah. See, that's it. How you put yourself out there. Look, at the end of the day, I'm a hopeless romantic. I was hoping to meet someone nice. Like, yeah, it's not, it's about a connection. Okay. You know, it's not kind of... 
Well, that, that feeds nicely into something that we were talking about last week on the show. And you were talking about the, um, the inspector. Oh, yeah. So, and I've been thinking about that during the week. And you said, you know, you went down to Ennis and you met this girl. And <laughs> Where is this girl? I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you... You went down, tell us about that again. You went down, <laughs> you went down to Ennis and you met the... <laughs> so thanks everyone for listening to this week's podcast. <laughs> no, come back, come back. <laughs> you you went down to Ennis and you met this girl, right? And you, you told us this story that, you know, you went for a walk or whatever. You went around Tremolan Castle and it didn't go anywhere. And then you were driving up the motorway. And then she had the cheek to ring you. I wouldn't say cheek. <laughs> she had the cheek to ring you and tell you everything you did wrong on that date. You know, and I was thinking, oh, my God, she's a bit of a freak, isn't she? She's not a freak. Now, you know, that she would ring you and critique you. And then that evening we went for something to eat in Galway in the Asian Tea House. And I was sitting there and I was having my sweet and sour chicken looking across at a man on two phones. <laughs> and I was I was conversing with you and you're going red in the face here and I wish people could see this. You don't know where this is going. I have a bad feeling. And I was conversing with you and you were answering to me and I'd say to you, I'd, I'd ask you an open question. And then every now and again, you'd look up and you'd just go, yeah, 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 yeah. And you had no idea what I was saying. And I was thinking to myself, this fellow would be the worst first date ever. So anyway, just to put you out of your misery, I was speaking to the inspector. <laughs> And I asked her to uh, to send me a little voice note of how the date went, in her opinion. How did you find her? <laughs> Do you want to have a listen to it? No. Hi, Kieran. Seeing as you did a complete injustice to our first date story, I decided I'd actually contact Alan myself to tell my version of events. Um, so, Alan, a couple of years ago, myself and Kieran would have matched on Tinder, and the usual, oh we would have had a couple of messages, swapped numbers, and there was actually a number of phone calls in the lead up to the date and it was through those phone calls that I learned a little bit about his profile and the Galway player. I was kind of saying to myself, said, Jesus, this lad is a bit of a big shot with blogger events and hashtag ad. So I said I better put a bit of an effort, you know, getting ready for the date. And I'm not joking you, Alan. I give half the morning getting ready for it and must have spent it say at least forty five minutes alone on the island. And we did meet in Ennis and I had parked up and on he rocks in then in the Galway player branded automobile hops out all dapper the double breasted blazer the chinos the shirt not a sock in sight <laughs> I'm just going to pause you. <laughs> I'm just going to pause this for a second right I just texted her she's dead you are gone bright red there's sweat I've never seen you sweating there's sweat coming out of your oh, eyes you your are. head the other thing I forgot about was the branded car. So you used to pull up to dates with your name on the, the Galway player on the side of the car not that often but Oh, oh my God. God. All right. So back to the inspector. So we headed on in, ordered coffees or whatever it was, and we sat down. And next thing, he lamps out the two phones out on the table and they absolutely leapin mad with the 48-odd social media accounts that he was managing at the time. And I was there. I said, Aaron, now said this old flute. I said, I'd want to ship up or shape off. So look, the date came to a bit of a natural end anyway. So given... I suppose given, in fairness to him, the amount of groundwork that he had done in preparation for the date with the phone calls and that, I said, look, I said, I'm about to let this lad down handy enough. <laughs> so, there was two weeks, there was two weeks before this date 
of serious groundwork and phone calls done and how are you getting on and I'd like to meet you sometime. I was led to believe that this was just kind of like a... Do you know? I told you we became really good friends until tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take it away there, Inspector. So, now, look, in hindsight, my delivery of I don't think we should see each other romantically again probably didn't come out as soft on my tongue as it sounded in my head. And in a bit of an act of remorse, the following day, we did go for a walk. I'd asked him to come along with me. Uh, but the farm now was fairly poor with him. So we had our date and even brought the little scut on a picnic. And anyways, we parted ways, but we did keep in contact. And now any normal person at this stage would have cut butt and called it quits. But we decided actually that we'd flog that dead horse one last time. And we actually had a third date. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, hang on now a second. Here, put away the phone for a second. (laughs) Put away the phone now and stop messaging her, right? There was a third date, (laughs) Karen. I love, I would do anything to be videoing this right now. You is this the uh, most embarrassed you've ever been? <laughs> is it? You're yes. like a, a oh cherry. Oh, we need to look after ourselves, Karen. We need to be sound to each other. Yeah, <laughs> you are a. Karen failed to mention last week. So how this third date actually came about was Karen had injured his leg uh, playing football, and well, couldn't drive or anything at the time. So I drove up to him in Galway and brought him out for the afternoon. So we went off, had something to eat and went and walked to the prom in Galway. And well, he would be more hobbling now than walking, I suppose. But uh, had ice cream, 99s. He was getting all the sympathy he could from the people he was meeting on the prom. And uh, anyways, dropped him off home. And a couple of nights later, we were just chatting. And I suppose the conversation sort of evolved, you know, as to what we were at and... uh, you know, he kind of said he didn't see it kind of going anywhere. And I suppose I agreed. And uh, he said, yeah, he said, like, that even just the last day you were up and that, you know, we were just chatting and walking. And she were like an old couple. <laughs> and that was it. That- what? Oh my- <laughs> what? What? You told her you were like an old couple. Don't remember. <laughs> oh, my God, Kieran, You did not. <laughs> oh, my God. You said we're like an old couple. Hang on, it's not finished. <laughs> That's how that ended. And then he turned around and he had the audacity to say to me, oh, but you listen, we'll stay friends. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So we actually did. And it has morphed into one of the closest friendships that I have. And we've Aww. pulled each other out of more holes in the last two years. And I have to say, swiping right for me was probably one of the smartest moves that guy has made to date. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Oh, my God. Well, that was a lovely ending. How to that did you story. get in touch with her? None of your beeswax. <laughs> None of your business. But, uh, you know, people think I'm stupid. <laughs> but I, you oh know. Oh, my God. I have my ways. I, I've never seen never you going so. To you for this. I've never seen you so shook. Thank God, we're not videoing this. Is this the most shook you've ever been? I, how? Look at the sweat. <laughs> The sweat is pouring off your head and it's not even warm in here. Oh my God. You can't even look can't me in the eye. He's bright red. The sweat is pouring down his face and you just, you're speechless. Kieran O'Malley is speechless. So that's wow. a different story now to the one you told. A slightly different. I went down tennis, I went on a date and we came back and then she rang me on the way up the motorway and ate me. She did? Well, I didn't say ate me. And then there was a third date. 
And then you're going down the prom looking for sympathy off everyone. <laughs> like a wounded little puppy. I was a wounded little puppy. <laughs> Physically and emotionally. Oh my God. Well, that's great that you're it's still not... best of friends until tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great friendship. Did she text you back yet? Jesus, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry about that now. No, you're not. You're loving this. <laughs> I really am loving this. You couldn't make this content oh up. Oh my God. Europe. <laughs> Go on, say it. <laughs> say it. <clears throat> wow. And I was going to be nice to you as well now. I was going to say, because a, a lady actually contacted me about you. And she was saying that. Oh, no. <laughs> I, like, and that's, I, it, that's it for this week, folks. <laughs> I'll just turn off this microphone. Uh, thanks for listening to Big News Coming Soon. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye. Okay, I'll turn you back on again. Go on. You'll never turn me on. So this woman actually sent me a message going, is that Alan guy really single? Because my daughter is lovely and I think they'd make a great couple. And I was like, no, we need to put it out there that Alan is not doing this to get a girlfriend. He's very happy. The daughter doesn't know who you are, but she thinks the mother loves you. The mother loves me. Yeah, Yeah. I get that. For some reason, I get that a lot. My mum follows you on Instagram. (laughs) So obviously, you know, you're giving off a smell. I want here on the show No I'm not Am I? Bit. I know But anyways I, I just want to I, Like I was going to say it I regret saying it well, now, now that you say it Somebody said to me Am I uh, are, are you my mentor? Are you my dating mentor? But no I'm not I'm not looking for dates I'm not looking to go on any dates At the moment I'm I'm focusing on my career At the minute So sure, when would you fit them in? I kind of had planned Early this year Early January To maybe focus a little bit more On dating but then, as you know, the couple of opportunities that have arose in the last few weeks that I have to pursue, I just can't. I'm, go- I'm going to pursue these and see where they go because I won't get this chance again. Sure. What's for you won't pass you, Alan. Isn't that it? Is that true? Did, they, did you get yeah, that message? No, yeah. I get, I, yeah, no, yeah. No, it is true. It All is right. true. No, I got a good few messages about, like, there was a lady before that was asking me to set up dating uh, night, like dating events. Yeah. Because her daughter and her friends were finding it really hard to meet people, but sure. That was during lockdown and you wouldn't be able to, but... Yeah, I know, people... You should set up a dating event. It'd be good crack, wouldn't it? You really should. You'd have all the contacts. But the only thing is, would we get lads? That's Sorry, I, I've, I've, I've automatically said we. <laughs> I've, I've made <laughs> myself part of it there, yeah. Can I be the MC? But um, would you get lads to be... to take part? See, that's the problem. Because I think women are open-minded and yeah. they will try these things, but it is, it's lads. How so many people would you need? Oh, jeez, if you had... Even if you had 50, it'd be a great event. I suppose it depends on... Well, let's let's open... Let's go for a coffee after this. Would you would you, would you you seriously consider oh, geez, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been at singles events before. And there's been brilliant ones that were really enjoyable. And then there's been ones that I thought, mm, should have gone a different way with this. Oh, they're a great idea. You'd have a lot of experience to put on a good one. Yes. Well, let's put it out there then. So send us a DM mm. if you would be interested in, in so going to us, a singles us event. So hosting it. A big news coming soon. Singles event. A big news coming soon. Oh. Live podcast singles event. But come here, can I just say to you now, I don't want it to be one of these things where there's like a panel of speakers and you're up no, there. No, it has blah, to be crack. Blah. Good crack, like. Full on crack from the minute you arrive to the minute you leave. It's what we do best, Alan. Uh, particularly if you're a lad. Would you go to a singles event hosted by Kieran and I? Uh, let us know. Even, I've always said it, an event for single people. So just, you know everyone there is single, but it's not one of these cringy things. She says, yeah. you for crack, wouldn't it? yeah. Just oh, a night out for yeah, single people. I'm exactly. sure whatever happens, happens. Yeah, exactly. If you meet someone great, if you don't, you'll just have a good night out. Yeah. And you can get a selfie with Alan. Send us DMs and let us know. 
So actually, sorry, that lady had actually Googled to see were you single. That's what, what she lady? was asking me. The one whose daughter she, she thought would be perfect for you. She Googled to she, see if I was single. Yes. Where, where would where would the answer be? <laughs> well, Alan, <laughs> if you look at Google, the, the first thing when you put in is Alan Clark, the first thing that pops up is Mayo married. So is Alan Clark Mayo married? What? No, so it doesn't. Have you a wife that you haven't told us about? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's loads of things that pop up for you. Who is Alan Clark married to? Is a related search. Who is Alan Clark? Exactly. Uh, Alan Clark age. Alan Clark influencer. Alan Clark former friend of Kieran O'Malley. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so why is is that? Alan Clark Mayo married? I see that now. What's that about? I don't know. Why wasn't I invited? What does Alan Clark work at? How old is Alan Clark? <laughs> and the first picture that comes up is a picture of a bin so right well I won't embarrass you and I won't go googling the Galway player this week but uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Big News coming soon if you have tell a friend if you haven't tell nobody and don't forget we've got big news coming soon keep following us on Instagram send us DMs Alan Clark official big news coming soon and Kieran O'Malley 81 are you okay no <laughs> I'm gonna kill you after are you this sh- you're, you're shook aren't <laughs> yeah, you I'm very shook <laughs> yeah yeah she's getting a phone call you're getting a slap <laughs> Thank you very much indeed to the inspector for sending us that voice note. I think it has definitely been the highlight of this series so far. We'll talk to you you. soon. Good luck. Hi everyone, it's Alan here. At the end of this recording, I noticed Kieran was quite taken aback. So I decided to sit him down in front of the microphone 20 minutes after we had finished recording just to process what had happened. Because as I was tidying the microphones up and getting ready to go home, I just noticed he was in a daze, staring out the window and had no idea how I got in contact with the inspector. So I said we'd come back for a minute and turn on the mics again, now that you've had a few minutes to recover. I I have to say that you have been shook for the last 20 minutes. And, you know, you're a man. I, I think it would be very hard to shake you. What did you think? What? Where did you think I was going when I started saying, you know, you were telling us about this date in Ennis last week. Where did you think I was going with I it? I genuinely didn't have a clue. But did you, did, you knew I was going somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I was like, there's no way he could have gotten in touch with her. That's the other thing, because even when you said to me about the woman you were on the second date with that was going on about me. Yes. Or the girl in Ennis. You don't tell me any of their names no. or their details. No. And I wouldn't ask. Yeah, no, no. To no. be fair. So there was no way I would have been able to contact None the inspector. Whatsoever. And it's not like, yeah, no, there's no way you should have been able to get in touch with that former friend of mine. <laughs> it was good crack though, wasn't it? How do you feel now? Still shocked. Are like, you? Yeah, I can't believe you pulled that off. You were, yeah. I had to turn on the mics again because, so for the last few minutes we've been just sitting here and I've been doing a bit on social media and you've been staring out the window <laughs> in another world going, what just happened? Yeah, I'm shook. Are you safe enough? Are you happy enough for that to go live? <laughs> You're going to edit it anyway. Sorry. So. <laughs> it's going live. Oh yeah. my God. I, yeah. Thanks for being a good sport. <laughs> and uh, if you ever do that to me, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, see, I and can't just, do this because I can't work stuff. Just so you know, I'm the boss here, okay? <laughs> I am the boss of You're Big the News skivvy coming edits. soon. <laughs> so we can't, this can never happen to me. Thank you and good night. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Big News Coming Soon podcast is proudly sponsored by BRB Homes. BRB Homes is Ireland's number one award-winning manufacturer of factory-built homes. We take your home from start to finish. Our homes are A-rated and meet planning regulations. We build to your requirements and your budget. The cost includes your home being turnkey and our chartered engineer's fees. Please get in touch reviewing of our show homes a brochure or for more information let brb homes take the stress out of your build check out brbhomes.ie